This episode of the Eurobook podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Now, the playoffs are in full swing and the action increases every single game. And this is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes each day, and it's free to play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions range from who will hit the most frees to which team will score first. So download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day of the playoffs. Head to the DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes using promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. A big thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, hey, and previous hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of the Euro Puck Podcast. And this episode is a little bit different because I've done the ad read and the introduction. Hey! <laughs> and the reason for that is because Hayden Blessing is feeling a bit under the weather. Everybody go, ah. Yeah, I deserve Aww. it, Chris. I deserve it. But... <laughs> <laughs> But there is a very good reason for that because Hayden's had his first dose of the vaccination. Hey! Vaccination! I've, I've got to say, Chris, ever since I had it done, I had the vaccination yesterday. Obviously, I've been updating you like away from the podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. I've got to admit, like ever since I had it done, I've been really eager to buy myself a Windows laptop, and I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> you know, like the weirdest pregnancy craving when you no, but you know, like you know, because obviously the uh, the claims are like the vaccine like inserts a microchip in you that like Windows can control you <laughs> and stuff like that. It's like I really want to get like an a, like, a Windows oh, 10 laptop. Yeah, literally. Like Bill Gates is now <laughs> controlling my every about, thought. <laughs> God, it feels nice to uh to not do the intro for once. I mean, uh, look at me. I, I take a week off because like I'm busy doing stuff, and then you know we'll come back and I make you do all I was the work. Yeah, it's nice. It, it, feel, it feels it feels nice to me just to have somebody to talk to, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, um, I was away last week. I was taking a bit of a a, a break from uh, videos and stuff. Spent some time with some family because, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm flying to Montreal next week and I'm going to be there till the end of September, hopefully. Um, so obviously, want to get the chance to catch up with family while I have it while I have the chance before I go. And uh, yeah, Chris was very kind enough to uh, take the podcast. I'm try- I tried to figure out how many podcasts I did while you were moving house, and then I'm trying to see if we've like balanced that out yet, or if like I owe you one uh, still. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Done... You did two when I was moving house. Okay. Um, I think I owe you because one because I didn't. I I didn't have it for two weeks. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then we. I've done. I only did one completely on my own because mm. the um. 
the 19th when we did the live Champions Hockey League draw, I did the audio edit version yes. that I did last week entirely on me and you're back. So yeah, I think you're only one, but okay. I mean, that's going to be next week when I round up the World Championships and you're somewhere in the sky, probably. I'm going to be, well, if you're doing it, what, next like Wednesday, Thursday? I don't know. I mean, the World Championships finish on Sunday, so I could easily do it Monday if I wanted oh, to. Oh, fair. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, I'll either be getting ready to go or I'll be sitting in a government mandated hotel for three days, which, you know, yeah. there could be worse ways to spend your quarantine, I guess, um, especially when your, employ- <laughs> uh, your employer is paying for it. Uh, so uh, what are we going to talk about today, Chris? You're the host. What are we, what are we chatting we're, about? We're going to talk about the World Championships. Really? So when I did, um, yeah, I know. It's not like anything else is going on. Well, there are really um, When I did the podcast last week, the World Championships, the group stage was at its halfway point. Um, and they've had now another week of the group stages. The group stages are finished. We know who the quarter finalists are. We now know two of the semi-finalists because this is Thursday, the 3rd of June. And uh, two of the semi-finals. We purposely waited to record this until after those finished. So we'd have a bit more to talk about. So two of those semi-finals have already taken place. One went to a shootout and was very fascinating. Mm. Um, and then the other two are taking place tonight. So by the time this comes out tomorrow, we'll have uh, our semi-finalists. And uh, the semi-finals are Saturday, final Sunday. Nice. Are they on free sports? Uh, I believe so. I, I think they. I think Aaron Murphy said that they're showing all of if the games. If they're not on free sports, you can stream them on YouTube. Oh, that's that's a good point. I I love the fact that the IHF does that. That if it's not yeah. in a specific uh, region, uh, that you can watch them all on uh, YouTube, which is great. It's I I don't understand why more sport like the MLB's been doing that a lot recently with like a game of the week. That's you I know, watched that last night. That oh, was perfect. Well. And then you get like a bunch of like MLB. YouTube content creators like they get invited there to like go and help like hype up the chat and stuff like yeah. I feel like all sports leagues should do something like that in some shape or form because you know it's like engaging fans in what's going on I feel like hockey's always one step behind in all of those things but that's a conversation yeah, for another day a bit with like that European game of the week haven't they yeah but true I think the the, gen, the the film notion of the NHL being like because ice hockey is generally more more an evening sport, mm. it's just so late over here in Europe. Whereas with the MLB, like you can start at ten o'clock in the morning as long as the sun's up, you can play. Yeah, absolutely. I I was uh talking to my I, yeah I was talking to my girlfriend earlier just before we started, and I was saying to her, I'm so glad I'm not a fan of like a West Coast team because obviously over yeah. here they start at three thirty a.m. their games and they go until about six. I'm like I, like midnight to two thirty a.m. I can do that. Like I'm, I'm doable. So, yeah. I'm still young enough that like I'm not falling asleep by ten o'clock at night. You know, but like uh, but three <laughs> thirty. Like you'd either have to fall asleep and then wake up, or you'd have to stay up and then it's just like so difficult. And uh, West Coast teams, I don't get how they do it. I, that's the one thing I've really loved about the schedule this year: the fact that like no Eastern Conference teams have gone over to play in the Western Conference. Mm. The fact that all of them are like a relatively sensible time for european fans but you know there you go um so chris i've got the final standings of the group stage do you want to go through them first yes what a what a fascinating group stage Mm. it was that had that had so many twists and turns to it that um it it looked for all the while for that some of the big hitters were going to be out in in the group stage Mm. um i think ultimately over the course of seven games i think on seven out of the eight teams that have qualified you'd expect to have qualified oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well it was looking for all the range that sometimes like canada might not make it and you know usa had a, had a well they you know they were always ticking along mm. but you know sweden had an appalling start and of course didn't make it um but if we look at group a to start with then you've got the russian olympic committee topping group a 
uh, with 17 points, six wins and one loss. One of those wins in overtime. The uh, the double IHF doing a three two one zero point system to kind of increase the the value of um, a regulation time win. Switzerland in second place, five wins, two losses. Czech Republic in third, three wins, two overtime wins and two losses. Uh, and Slovakia in fourth, the final team to qualify out of that group with four wins and three losses. The big surprise in that group, missing out on the playoffs by a couple of points, Sweden, three wins, three losses and an overtime loss. Uh, Denmark in sixth with nine points, two, one, one and three. Great Britain in seventh, four, sorry, so uh, one, zero, one and five. And Belarus again with the same uh, total, but because Great Britain beat Belarus head to head is the decider in uh, in group ranking. So GB go into seventh. I didn't realise that. Group a. So, so that's why <laughs> GB have been ahead because I was looking at obviously um, the IHF and the KHL. Like they've all done their, you know, at the end of every day their standings, and obviously they add yeah. the goal difference in there. And up until the last game, GB had a worse goal difference to Belarus. I was like, why are they no, in seventh and Belarus? Done, but okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's done. So it's it's head to head, and then it's. And then if it's three um, teams tied, they go into a mini league. Right. Because this is what I was working out ahead of the the final round of games on Tuesday, because yeah. it was like Germany, Canada, Kazakhstan, Latvia, they could be. So if it, it was head to head, if there's three teams, it went into a mini league. And then if the points were still tied on that, it went to goal difference. Right. Got it. So, okay. but it only needed the head to head. Uh, in the end, in terms of qualification, anyway, I only needed the head-to-head between Canada and Kazakhstan, and Canada won that one, so got into the uh, into the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to. So s- yeah, um, oh, sorry, carry on, Chris. Yeah, go on. No, no, go on. Okay, so um, yeah, I was going to go back to Group A. So sure, I'm just going to kind of uh, talk about a rough thing about both groups. I, I agree with you in the sense that, like, it was all up in the air after the first week of the group stage. Things looked like absolutely chaotic for mm-hmm. everybody involved. I mean, Denmark was sitting in a playoff spot. GB was sitting fifth place. Uh, Kazakhstan were in the top four. Um, Latvia was sitting there with a playoff berth as well, which uh, Latvia are a decent team, but they're obviously not considered a legit contender for a playoff berth, especially when you've got USA, Finland, Germany, Canada in your group, you know? Um, But I feel like the second week of the group stage very much calmed down. And and like we've seen, a lot of the teams that we would expect to go through to the next round, uh, it's it's almost as if the the teams and the countries, um, the lower ranked ones, like the the Denmarks, the GBs, the Belaruses and all of that, um, they got the jump early because, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, bigger teams yeah especially in the european leagues they finished what a couple of weeks ago um a lot mm. obviously a lot of teams have nhlers that their season ended relatively recently or their team was eliminated from the playoffs relatively recently so i feel like until a lot of that influx of those nhl players came in like germany's added a bunch of players since the tournament began and that's not only from the nhl but they've added guys from like the del after they've decided you know what let's let's go and and play in the tournament but um, I feel like the the weaker teams got the jump really early and it kind of shocked some of the bigger teams a little bit. And then they're like, okay, we need to just like take a step back, calm down here. Like we are a good team. Let's like go out and do our business and they get it done, you know? I, th- I think, yeah, there is there's some, something to be say about, said about that. I mean, if you look at just Canada as the example, mm. they lost their first three games, kicked into gear, won the next three to go back to 500 and then scraped in with the uh, with the overtime loss yeah. to, to sorry the penalty shootout loss to Finland 
Um, and that that was the the case kind of across the board a bit, really. Russia had a, a bit of a slow start. Um, the Czech Republic went 0-2 before winning their final five games yeah. to, to you know put themselves up there. So I think there is a there is a big case for that. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say going back to Group A is that I think when you look at it, you look at the teams in that group. I expected Denmark, GB and Belarus to be the bottom three in that group. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think, as I said, I think out of those five teams, you would have expected Sweden to, to go through. Mm, yeah. um, I think Slovakia are perhaps the the dark horse there, but they had such a strong start, as you said, they like won their first three games. They did, yeah. Um, but then then the rails fell off for Slovakia, and they had a big defeat in in the quarterfinals. So their tournament's now done. Mm. Um, I think that you know Russia, Switzerland, Czech Republic. Again, you expected those those teams to go through, as you kind of always do. There's almost kind of two competitions going on in the group stages. The teams that are going to go through and the teams that are battling to survive, although, of course, not this year. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, because obviously there's no relegation or promotion because no, all the, what all the like, lower levels of the competition were cancelled this year again, weren't they? It was literally yes, just this one. But what, what I like is that, and see, from a Great Britain point of view, even if there had been relegation, we wouldn't have gone down. I love that. I'm so happy about Belarus. that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no kind of... And I think if you look at... And we've said it throughout this this group stage. I know you tweeted about it. I tweeted about it. You look at the the scores from two years ago in the last World Championships, and you look at the scores now. Take Denmark, twenty nineteen, we lost nine nil. What happened this year? We took them to overtime. Mm. The you know the difference, and it's the same with quite a few other teams as well. You know the the, the margins were only kind of three goals whereas before it was you know it was nine nil eight one yeah we were getting kind of blown out in the water so i really like that um in group b italy finished without a point um to be expected i, I think mean, they yeah i mean they came up with gb yeah yes they came yeah, they up did. with gb yeah, yeah um so you'd expect them to to kind of be down at the bottom because they're not you know it's, it's not really a a top tier hockey nation, Italy, kind of similar to, to GB. Oh yeah, you like, know, uh, like not, for, for, they're not the first country you think of when you think ice hockey. Ab- absolutely not. Say. It's it's like if you're looking at all of these countries, like it, it would very much be Italy at the bottom. Then I think it's a tie between GB and Norway for like the next one up the ladder. You know, like we're talking like the teams that you know nobody's expecting too much of them in terms of a playoff berth because. Like obviously, obviously, all the fans from the bigger countries, like the Finlands and the Russias and and the Switzerlands and the Canadas and stuff, a lot of them might make the argument, "Oh, why are these teams in there? They just they just get blown out every single time." I mean, it, 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 this is a conversation we had during the World Juniors as well, if you remember, Chris. Like uh, we it was yeah, we, we talked about obviously all of these uh, teams like twelve nothing and all this stuff, and like loads of pundits from North America, especially, were like, "What's the point in this?" But like the argument we made and the argument that was made by a lot of people was, yeah, but at the same time, these pe- these kids and, and these adults and, and these hockey players in the World Championships as opposed to the World Junior Championships, they're getting the opportunity to represent their country at the highest level of competition that hockey has to offer. Like barring the Winter Olympics, which is obviously every four years, the the uh, the World Championships is the premier international hockey tournament 
across the entire world. Like it's the tournament. So the fact that you get teams that are competing and getting the chance to the the smaller nations that, yeah, nobody's expecting them to win. Obviously Italy allowed four times the amount of goals to the ones that they scored and Belarus. Now Belarus, obviously they've got a, they had an abundance of KHL talent on their roster, but they still couldn't get it done Mm -hmm. either. But it also gives the chance for these really exciting stories. Like you said, Slovakia, after their first three games, they were the top of their group. Like they played really well to start. Kazakhstan, I mean, it came down to a, a, a shootout on the final day of the group stage to stop them from going through to the playoffs. Kazakhstan's the 16th ranked nation in the world. And there's only obviously 16 teams up in, the, in group A and B. But like, it, it's, it's the fact that Kazakhstan were one point away or one shootout goal away from being in the playoffs. Like those are the stories you live for at the end of the day. And it's kind yeah, of, and I mean, you go for it, go for it. I was going to say, I was going to say, you've got to remember like in this tournament, Latvia beat Canada. Yeah. On the, on the first day. Kazakhstan got it done against Germany 3-2. Mm. No, it's not completely Kazakhstan beat Finland, the, the defending champions, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, you know, these teams aren't completely out of the water. I know the world rankings are going to change somewhat after mm. this. I know GB are going to climb up to 15th at least. Somebody did the math. So I think it is 15th. Hope now. so. Um, now we know who the um who the you know the the quarterfinalists are. We know we know where GB are going to slot in because we know how many points are left to allocate and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, up to 15, so, you know, top 16 in the world. Yeah. And I think from what I understand, the big one, well, one of the big pulls for that and GB as well now is that they jump straight to final Olympic qualifying. Oh, okay. Wow. If I understand that correctly, I think I saw that somewhere, you know, they only have to go through one round rather than two. Hmm. Okay. I think I think that's right from what I understood. I, I read it somewhere, but I think because they'll climb up to 15th, I think something like the top eight automatically in the rankings go because 12 teams go to the Olympics. Yeah. I think the top eight automatically go and then yeah, it's like the a mini tournament. To yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think it's easier to qualify. See, it's easier to qualify the higher up you are because you have to take in less games. But you know, that that could be that could be big. I think to be honest, going to the Winter Olympics is the only thing that's really gonna um jump gb into mainstream media here in the uk oh but. yeah like we, we can we've had we've had conversations multiple <laughs> yeah. times about the yeah the, we'll, the coverage uh, of the sport here but uh, speaking of gb obviously chris and i are big team gb fans it's our national team we're obviously one of the underdog teams they managed to stay up in 2019 with an overtime win against france on the final day it was very dramatic very great but like, uh, like you mentioned, I've been tweeting about um, Team GB's performance at the World Championships, and I think this is a perfect example of if you give these uh, lower-ranked teams a chance to compete in this tournament, you do actually see some progress moving forwards. Like, um, I, I think Chris, you saw my um, like thread of tweets about comparing yes, the two, did, yeah. comparing the two World Championships. So in 2019, uh, Team GB they finished the, the exact same place as they did this year, seventh in Group A, but they had half the amount of points. So they got an overtime win. This year, they got a regulation win for the first time in 60 years, we might add. And uh, at the top flight, not in general, like the top flight of the World Championships. Otherwise, we would be way down there. Um, and they <laughs> they also, you know, got the uh, the overtime loss against uh, it was Slovakia, wasn't it? Though they got the overtime loss, was it? Yeah, Slovakia? Uh, Denmark. Denmark. No, you're right. Yeah, it was, sorry. It was 2-1 against Slovakia in regulation, wasn't it? Um, and for context... We didn't score a single power play goal in 2019. We scored three of them at the tournament this year. We had we had a 21% power play percentage, which 
Like, mm. it's, it's not great for the World Championships. I mean, Switzerland, I think, had the best one at nearly 40%, 35 to 40%. But when you consider 20% is a good power play for NHL standards, like, you're, you're scoring power play goals. Like, you've obviously, your special teams have improved with a relatively similar group of players on the power play from one year to the next. Their penalty kill was almost twice as good as well. It was 48% in 2019. It jumped up to 74%. Obviously not great. We're talking like... Well, like a 74% penalty kill isn't great, and that's obviously a big indication as to why GB finished penultimate in their group. But at the same time, we like Liam Kirk, for example, obviously the star of GB at this tournament for us, led the entire group stage in goals scored and was tied for second in points scored. Like he was a one-man wrecking ball. Like him and Ben Bounds, like were the kind of driving yes. forces yeah. for us. Um, but you you compare his performance in 2019 when he was 19 years old to this year when he was 21. He didn't score a single point in rather limited minutes and a rather limited role in seven games in 2019. This year, he had nine points in seven games. And like and like I said, uh, the most goals scored in the group stage. Um, and Yeah, I'll just, you go I just want to go on and, and talk more about Liam Kirk because, mm. yes, with seven goals in seven games in the group stage, he, he led the, the tournament in, in goals through the group stage. Um, I'll, I'll point out, still does lead the tournament. Yes, I've got it um, up here. In, in goals. Um, has your screen been updated after the quarterfinals? Uh, yes, I believe it has because uh, the Americans have played eight oh, games, as has Slovakia. Yeah. yeah. So you and you, yeah. Okay. So you've got to look at. So the two quarterfinals have already been played. So Liam Kirk ranked first, seven goals in seven games. Gregory Hoffman, six goals in eight games. Switzerland out. He can't score anymore. Yep. Third place, Nicholas Jensen, Denmark out. He can't score anymore. Yep. Peter Schellerick. From Slovakia, five goals. Slovakia, out. He can't score anymore. Yep. Now, so the next people on the list, only as far down as Conor Garland, who's got five goals, they've only got, of course, two games left. Mm. Semi-final and either final or third place game. So he, he has to score in both those games to catch Kirk. Canada are with Andrew uh, Mangiapane. Yeah. Four goals, four games. They've got to, he's got to score a goal a game to catch Kirk. Yep. So have the two people from Russia and and Adam Henrique. Mm. Now all these people from Finland and stuff as well. They've got to score a goal a game to catch Kirk. Yeah. And of course, when you get into the we've seen it in in plenty of, of occasions throughout the um throughout the World Championships in that these games when you get into the semi-finals the final because you've got the best of the best goals are hard to come by yes. it's not like you're in the group stages and teams are scoring eight nine goals and there's plenty of opportunity I mean, sweden won 2-0 was it a few years ago finland had a very yes. also re- a really short um, you know small scoreline to win to win in the final so you know it, it it's not beyond the realms of possibility that liam kirk comes out of the world championships as the top scorer. Now, what does that do for his uh, career prospects? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like, obviously, I, I, I feel like I, I know a lot of the kind of fans from smaller hockey nations will appreciate our enthusiasm for this. I feel like the 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 when, um, this might be bro- uh, painting everyone with a, a broad brush, but I feel like everybody else will be like, "Oh, what does it matter? Like, you guys are out. You didn't make it through to the next round." But this yeah, is. But I think like you've got. And I'm conscious of making this too GB centric when it, when it's the Euro podcast. But you know, if you're a Latvian fan at the moment list, listening to this, like if if your guy had done that and he was top of the, you know, you this is your kind of moment. You you hang on to what you've got. 
the, 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 yeah, we, the we hung of, on for ages to the win over Belarus. Yeah, you know, we only just lost to Slovakia overtime against Denmark. Yeah, it's you know you're there and like well, we're going to cling on to everything we've got here because we don't know how long this is going to last. Well, well, here's a comparison that you might not like, Chris, but it's a very fair comparison. Um, so the Belarus game, everyone's like, oh, they won in regulation, like that's great. That's the first time we've done that in regulation at the top flight of the World Championships in sixty years. Yeah, that's like if the Toronto Maple Leafs won the cup this year. You know, like that. I mean, bear in mind, we haven't been in the top tier of the world championships no, no, it, probably exactly. that much in the it, last 60 no, years, but, but, but still. But exactly, like the fact that we've been able to work our way back up to the top yeah. flight uh, with back-to-back gold medals and we've, and obviously Kirky from 2019, zero points in seven games. He now leads the entire world championships in goals despite playing at least a game less than everybody else around him. Like it, it just goes to show you how strong of a performance it was. And I, I think another example, if we don't want to make it too... Um, uh, don't want to make it too what's it called uh, GB centric is the uh, the net minding by uh, the Kazakhstan netminder mm-hmm. Nikita Boyarkin. Like he he had a two point two seven goals against average, a nine two like a point nine two nine three oh nine two nine save percentage in seven games. Like he single handedly yeah. almost helped Kazakhstan go through to the playoffs. Like it's, it's the same kind of comparison, is it? Like Kazakhstan fans obviously are like singing the praises of Boyarkin because he was had a fantastic tournament. So like it's it's a similar comparison, isn't it? It it is. And I think the, the goaltending in this tournament is, is something where you really kind of look at it. Because as as a general rule, a, a save percentage of 900 is deemed decent. Saving nine yeah. in every 10, you know, it seemed decent. Ben Bounds had a save percentage of 90.95 and he's only ranked 12th in this tournament. Yeah. Like the, the best netminder at the moment, Cal Patterson, 96.06 save percentage and a goals against average of 1.01. It's also, it's also Harry, worth... Sat- Harry Sattery from Finland, goals against average of less than one a game. Yeah, it's, it's also worth mentioning that Ben Bounds once again faced the most shots in the entire tournament. He he allowed 20 goals on 221 shots. Like that's... Like, yeah. yeah, his goals against average was 408. Yeah, that sucks. But considering if you compare it to his tournament at the World Championships in 2019, where I just need to bring it back up again, he had a goals against average of over five. You know, like, yeah, so his uh, goals against average in 2019 was 5.67 with an 881 save percentage. This year, it's a uh, it's a 408 goals against average with a 901 save percentage. Like, that's mm. like, yeah, it, it's obviously baby steps, but... For a, a team like us, who with at the moment we're the nineteenth ranked nation in the world, and a, a team like Italy or you know like Kazakhstan, who's the sixteenth ranked nation, or Denmark as the twelfth uh, ranked nation, you know like and Belarus is the thirteenth ranked nation. Like these performances, whether it be the goalies or their star players, like they are huge for the hockey program in those countries. Like obviously, yeah, will will, think- will Kirky you know leading the the world championships if he ends up keeping this lead or leading the group stage at the very least. Will that have much of a tangible impact on GB hockey or or increasing the exposure of hockey in this country? Maybe, maybe not. That remains to be seen, right? But just kind of going back to uh, all of the teams, like I'll bring up the standings again. Like the fact that you did have Sweden, they didn't make the group stage. You had Denmark, that was only three, like they were one win away from securing themselves a place yeah. in, in the playoffs. Kazakhstan, a single point. Latvia, only two points away from securing themselves a spot. Like, the, a lot of these teams that, you know, are sort of the lower top 10 or in the kind of the top 15, they really made it competitive. And like I've said several times, it actually made this World Championships one of the most exciting and most competitive that I've seen in a very long oh, time. Did. 
Yeah. And it, it made everything so, you know, GB, okay, are the 19th ranked side. Like, okay, so Kazakhstan is 16th, Italy 15th, you know, Norway 11th, Latvia 10th. You look at the performances we put in against like the eighth place team, the ninth place team. I mean, you look at, you know, Norway didn't have a good uh, a good world championship. I mean, given that their season finished, you know, so close, uh, so it's in like January. And I mean, a lot of Norwegians came over to the elite series, didn't they? Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many of those were actually in the team, but it's, uh, it was an interesting thing caught up on a stream, um, Anthony's stream that I watched yesterday. It was like, you know, you look at the GB side, yeah, we beat Belarus. You think, would we beat Italy? Probably. Oh, yeah. Would you beat Norway? That would be close. Kazakhstan, we're a 16th ranked team. That would be close. Latvia, mm-hmm. probably be close again. Yeah. I know, obviously, the group the groups don't work out that way. But if you take out the top tier nations, as we'll call them, you know, your, your Finland's, your Sweden's, your, you know, your Russia, your Canada, your USA, I mean, we're more than capable of, of mixing it with these teams kind of, you know, 10th to 10th to 16th particularly when the world rankings change and we go up to 15th we're definitely in and amongst that and obviously the world rankings dictate the the groupings for next year so we'll know who we face next year um and again be able to to pick teams off but i think this time around we can go into next year's world championship particularly off the back of a proper season rather than some elite series tournament with our players getting better all the time going yeah you know there's no reason to be Scared of this team, that team, that team. Yeah, I know. I think it. You know, there's a there's a lot to go with, and I think that's only the same for a lot of these other nations. Like, there is no reason to go into games thinking you can't get something yeah. against these these teams that are in and around you. Yeah, and um, to kind of add to what you're saying about how you know these lower ranked teams they kept it competitive. GB weren't shut out once in the group stage. That I think they were one like they were one yeah. of the lower only ra- lower ranked teams in the tournament that weren't shut out. Like they scored at least a goal in every single game they played. Now compare that to 2019, they were shut out three different times. Like that, that's just like a, a small snippet of the progress that's yeah. being made here. Like we scored, we only scored like two more goals this year than uh, the 2019 tournament, but we also allowed ten less. You know, like I think that's the key thing is that we yeah. kept the games closer. And yes, okay. You know, we lost to Slovakia and it just goes on the board as a regulation loss. It was only 2-1. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, it was... was overtime. Belarus, we won. Yeah. You know, it's that sort of thing. Because I mean, uh, we... So against Russia, it was a 7-1 win for them. What was the result against Sweden again? I can't quite remember. Sweden was was it five or six, I think. Um, I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to think because I think there's only one uh, game in, in the group stage. Sweden was only four. Oh really? Sweden was like, only four. I'm pretty sure, and then Switzerland was six three, six two. Yeah, so we had a free goal mar- margin. So we had yeah. So Russia was six. Then we had one goal, one goal. Then we had the win. Three goals, five goals, three goals. How, how many? We're not being how blown many, out. Yeah. How many times did we allow five goals or more in a game? Uh, one, two, three. That's seven. And I'd be. I don't have the stat with me, but I'd be really curious to know that compare that to the 2019 tournament as well obviously it goes hand in hand with the uh, the goal okay. difference being better for us this year um but i mean you, you don't have to look up so no worries because uh, i know no, obviously- sorry, it, it's easy last year we allowed five goals one two three four five times five out of our seven games 
five out of seven, and this time was three out of seven. So, like, obviously, we're talking about fine details here, but it's the it's the, it is the fine details that make the difference in the long run. Like GB, obviously, we've all said like all GB fans, and I, I think also you could make the argument with with Denmark fans, Kazakhstan fans, uh, Norwegian fans. If they won two games in regulation, they they won three of mm. their seven games in the tournament. They they themselves were only three points back from a playoff spot. All they needed was one more win, and they would have been there. You know, yeah. so um, yeah. so you can make the argument that all of those teams, obviously, a lot of their fans are you know, you, you you should hold your head like hold your head high because you you gave it a strong performance, and it just goes to show. Yes, obviously, a lot of the top players decided to stay at home because obviously this season's been an absolute roller coaster ride, and you know there's been lots of uh, they want to spend time with their family. They're not that interested in going quarantining in Riga and going at the tournament. Like all legitimate reasons why you wouldn't want to go. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you I don't think you can use that excuse when you've got teams like Russia, the US, Canada. They have a abundance of talented hockey players that they can pull from that would be willing to represent their country. Yeah, they might not be the first choice or the second choice, some of them, but they're still like legitimate NHL players that they can choose from. And Yeah, I mean, if I just... I'm just going to randomly... I'm just going to go on Elite Prospects. Just You'll see my reasoning why in a yeah. minute. Um, go on to the NHL. Um, you know, as you said, you know, it might not be the first choice players, but still, the NHL has, bear with me, uh, no, not there, uh, there. So you, we need a squad of, what, 22, with yeah. about 25 with a couple of scratch. So the NHL has 402 Canadian players, 261 American players, you know, 50 Russian players. Even if you, even if you halve those yeah. to take out the teams that are in the playoffs and qualified for the playoffs... You've still got you know two hundred Canadian players in the NHL that yeah. you could choose from. Now, obviously, like like I said, they might be bottom six guys. They might be third yeah. pair defensemen. But let's not forget, guys. Like these these players are playing in the best league in the world. Like all of like I think Sweden was the one that had kind of the, one of the bigger teams, like the top five ranked teams that had the least amount of NHLers on their roster. But they still had some, and they were still very capable players. So you know that, yeah. uh, like I, I don't think you can use that as an excuse. And obviously, at the end of the day, no, I mean, I'm, t- I'm yeah. saying it as a reason. No, no, not a- to be. absolutely. And and I, I'm, I'm stuck more referring to like other people being like, oh yeah, but it's like not a real world championship this year because you know like we haven't got our best team. Like, but, no, a world championship is a world championship. Yeah, the world championship. It doesn't matter. The world championships and the Stanley Cup playoffs have always ran parallel to each other like that's always the way it goes because let's be honest north america don't really care about it as much as europe do it's a big thing for europe hence why all of their seasons end before the world championships start whereas you know obviously the playoffs are still going on and that's not that's not just a specific this year thing every single year the the playoffs is going on as the world championships takes place in europe so Mm. so you know it's like um uh obviously the, uh, the north american teams the us and canada would like to win it but I don't think they're particularly that bothered if they don't, especially if uh, those players go on to win the Stanley Cup. I think if you ask any player which one they'd rather win, I would very much imagine the Stanley Cup would probably well, come first. I mean, this this is what we said a couple of weeks ago, is that you know the Stanley Cup, you might be on a Stanley Cup contending team like once in your playing career. Mm. If you are a top player for your country, the World Championships are every year. You could yep. go to 10, 12 of them. Yep. Whereas the Stanley Cup, you might only get a chance once. And I think it's same with the Olympics. Like the Olympics are only every four years. Mm. Um, so they kind of have more of a standing against, against the world championship. But um, yeah, I think 
to me, it's it you know it's still, it's still a perfectly good world championship. There's still yes. top quality players there. It's only the same as you going oh the football world cup's not a real world cup because this player's not in it. Well, he's injured, tough. Yeah, you know, it's like still, it happens. It's still going it's like, on. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of a, a very in depth and a few tangents onto Group A. Um, group B. I think, and you probably will agree with me here, that the four we expected to go through from that group went through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In, in USA, Finland, Germany, Canada. It might not be the order we expected, but... Or the way in which they would, we would have expected them to, yeah. obviously, with it being like but our I final expected, day decision. Yeah, I expected those four to go through from that group, and they and they have done. Italy, we expected to be right at the bottom. Norway puts up a proper good show, and I think... The thing coming up against Italy, and this is no disrespect to Italy, but you know Kazakhstan put eleven past them, Finland yeah. shut them out, Latvia shut them out, Canada put seven past them, America put four past them. You kind of went into the game against Italy thinking, right, we're going to get, we we need to properly still go for it, but we're going to get a regulation win here. Yeah, and obviously we've we've even- we've obviously touched on Group B, like as we've talked about Group A as well, but just to kind of bring it back to uh, referencing some of the other like lower ranked teams. That's like Italy this year is essentially like Great Britain, for example, last year. And like, look how much has changed within one tournament, you know, like, and, and how having a decent performance and like managing to stay up for another tournament and, and kind of getting some different players, some players have progressed more than they had done in 2019. Like there's nothing stopping Italy next year because obviously they get to stay. If they take some strides forward, they could win a couple of games, you know, like there's nothing stopping them. For me, in Group B, it's Kazakhstan you've got to look at yes. as being the standout in there. Yeah. They're ranked 16th. They're several hundred points behind the other team to teams in that. Mm. I'm not going to go into world ranking calculations because I understand <laughs> this and think it's brilliant, but it will probably bore everybody else. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, you look at Kazakhstan, okay, take out the Italy game. Kazakhstan, they beat Germany mm. you know, by, by three goals to two. In a shootout, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, they beat Germany in regulation three. No, no, no. Um, they beat Germany and uh, Finland in a shootout, I believe. They they don't actually show whether mm. it's a shootout on the IIHF website. Um, I don't I'm think on they flash do. scores, and it oh, was okay. regulation. Oh, was it? Because <laughs> because yeah. didn't they beat they, two they teams beat, in a shootout? They beat Finland in a shootout, and they beat Latvia. That's in a it. Shootout. Sorry, my mistake. My mistake. To start their championships, mm. um, you know they you know they beat Finland. Finland are rank third. Yeah, and the 16th team ranked team beat them, and the defending gold medalists, yeah. and the defending gold medalists. They only lost by two goals to Canada. They beat Germany. Okay, mm. yes, they were shut out against America, but you know, great from Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan as well. I think Norway they they did well to get the eight points. They did. Latvia put a good showing in taking mm. several teams to to overtime. I think it was you know really quite close in there because uh, Latvia and Norway ended up in the same group. I'm quite entirely sure how that happened, but um, so it was all very, you know, a, a close tournament for for those teams, and I think the four teams who expected to go through through did go through, but Kazakhstan in particular can really hold their heads up high. And again, as you said, they don't need to improve by that much. It was only the fact that Canada got a uh, a regular, uh, sorry, went to overtime with Finland. Yeah. Um, that uh, that stopped Kazakhstan from getting into the into the playoffs because if Canada had lost that game in regulation, then they'd have uh, they'd have been out. Mm, absolutely, and I think obviously when you look at the the points, I think Group B from kind of first to seventh was a lot more competitive than say Group A from first to seventh. 
well, judging by the fact that seventh ranked or uh, the seventh seed uh, Norway got double the amount of points to the seventh team GB in Group A. So obviously from kind of number one to number seven, like there was a lot more parity between each of these teams. I, I like, yeah. Obviously, I think it's quite clear that we're the fans of the underdog teams being GB fans. We like, <laughs> we like to see the underdog teams to do well. So seeing Slovakia make it through to the quarterfinals was great, especially because of the start they had. Obviously, like I really wanted Kazakhstan to go through because obviously Boyarkin had such a great tournament. Like I would have loved to have seen Latvia go through as well. They they shut out the number one ranked international side on the opening day of the tournament. Like that's huge for Latvian hockey. In the thing with yeah, I mean the thing with Group B as well. If you look at it, it's four points separate the playoffs to seventh. Mm. In Group A, eight points separate yep. the playoffs to seventh. So you know it's two points compared to eight points. Mm. So essentially, it was four times closer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, I think the four teams that we expected to go through did go through. Yes. And as I said, we're into the quarterfinals now. All the quarterfinals are taking place today. Yes. Um, two of them have taken place. The other two are in about half an hour's time as we uh, as we are recording this. So we'll run through the two that have already started. So the way these work is the top-ranked side in one group plays the fourth-place side in the next group, and it just keeps going like that. So yep. you get the advantage if you finish top of your group. Um, so the two games we've had so far, we've had the USA against Slovakia. And of course, regular listeners to the Europop podcast will know that we love the uh, the lower ranked side here in any kind of playoff tournament. Yes. But in this one, it wasn't meant to be. Aww. USA beating Slovakia, I know, by six goals to one. They were three nil up by the end of the first period, four one up by the end of the second, and then rounded off quite nicely in the third, uh, Connor Garland having a two-goal game to propel him up those rankings towards Liam Kirk. From uh, I think everybody in GB is like, no, Connor Garland, stop, stop, <laughs> no more, score any more goals. <laughs> we're cutting you off. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so USA a convincing six-one victory to get themselves into the semi-finals. They've now got a seventy-five percent chance of getting a medal. Oh, and then the other sem- the other quarter-final that's gone on so far is Switzerland against Germany, second-ranked Switzerland from Group A, Germany third-ranked side from Group B, and this one was a much closer game. Uh, Switzerland with a 1-0 lead at the end of the first period and a 2-1 lead at the end of the second period. Germany struggling uh, with a, a player short of a 2 plus 10 boarding penalty oh. against Germany uh, early on in the second period, but that got killed off. The two minutes at least got killed off before any goals to Switzerland. They couldn't take advantage of that. And actually, they had a one minute and... 38 5 on 3 there that they couldn't take advantage oh, of. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and then in the third period, with uh, 44 seconds to go wow. in the third period, Germany tied it up at 2 all to go into overtime, 3 on 3, 10 minute overtime, which was the most boring overtime period <laughs> I've ever watched. <laughs> How so? Because, well, every time they came into the zone, one of the players was tired, went for a change, and then rather than trying to attack the goal two on three. They just cycled it back around, went back to neutral ice, right, set up yeah. again, went in, lost the puck. Other team come the other way. Oh no, somebody needs a change because we've been defending right. Let's cycle back to neutral ice. Yeah. I don't know how many shots were in the overtime To, to be fair though, now, to, be, to be fair, obviously this isn't like a regular season three on three overtime. No, this is score or go home. Literally. So obviously they're going to be quite passive with it. But um, just going back to the yes. US Slovakia series, 
I've got to say, the US have quietly just gone about their business in the tournament and getting the mm. job done. Like, the, the US is a team that they put together, like, their captain's Brian Boyle, for example. He didn't play in the NHL this year. He's 36 years old, and, like, he's he's captaining the US side, and they're, they're obviously through to the semi-final. Like you said, a 75% chance to at least walk away with a medal. I, I've really, like, the United States, they've just so quietly gone about their business. I really haven't heard much from them, but they topped Group B, you know? Like, they, they well, got they, the job they done. They won six out of the seven games. Yeah, exactly, and they allowed... Convincingly got themselves through to the semi-final. Yeah. I mean, they haven't won the World Championship for ages. Yeah, but, like, also, it's, it's worth mentioning that, and you mentioned this to me uh, before we started recording, Chris, they allowed eight goals in seven games in, in yeah. the group stage. Like, their defence, their goaltending has been absolutely solid. And obviously, in the game against Slovakia, they've got some pretty decent goal scoring as well. So, I mean, the US... Can we, I, so we see how uh, how good your memory is? Can you remember? Because it was on the quiz the last time the US won the... Uh, oh, I cannot remember. It's been so long, Chris. Was it like... 1960. Uh, oh my God. Wow, it has been a while. It was the last time... Hey, it's the last time that... since uh, GB won a game at the top flight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> um, yeah, so 1960 was the last time that the US won the uh, won the World Champions. You've got to say so far that they looked the strongest side out of all of them. Yeah, I, I'm very much predicting a, a US-Russian final. I wouldn't be surprised if those two teams made yeah. it to the gold medal match. So... Yeah, so after a boring overtime period, it went to a penalty <laughs> shooting up between Switzerland and Germany. Uh, five penalties each, then extra ones if necessary. Uh, it came down to the final penalty shot wow. of uh, those initial five each, uh, with the score tied at one each. Uh, up stepped the German uh, Marcel Nobles, who had 52 points in 45 games for Berlin in wow. the DL this year. So, you know, can easily put the puck in the net, although most of those were assists, actually. He had a 45 assists in 45 oh, games. damn. But managed managed to beat Swiss uh, netminder to put Germany into the semi-finals. The third-ranked side knocking out the second-ranked side, Switzerland, and Germany are in the semi-finals now. The way that the semi-finals work in the IIHF World Championships is the teams get re-ranked once the quarterfinals have taken place and the top-ranked side in the um, group stages, at the moment being the USA, uh, would face the lowest-ranked remaining side at the moment being Germany. But, of course, should um, Canada beat Russia tonight, the USA will then play Canada because there'll be a fourth-ranked side mm. uh, left in the in the tournament. And then Germany will play whoever remains from Finland and the Czech Republic. If Russia win tonight, then the USA will still be ranked number one because they got more points yep. in the... I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got more points in the group stages than the, um, than the Russians. Uh, so then it will come down to, well, Finland, Czech Republic. Obviously, if Finland win, USA will play Germany. If the Czech Republic win, then uh, they will play Germany because Czech Republic had more points than Germany in the group stages. There we go. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of can't give you any kind of semi-final matchups because, of course, they don't—they haven't happened yet because we don't know who's playing who. Absolutely. Um, I'm calling it now, though. Uh, Russia, USA final. Um, obviously, I mean, uh, Russia Canada is going to be very good. Oh, tonight. Um, yeah, because that's on Free Sports, isn't it? I think I'm going to tune into that mm -hmm. and see what's going on because that, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, do you want to uh, go through the final standings that have been revealed for the like the, yes. for the teams that didn't make the quarterfinal stage? I've got them up on screen. I, I can take you through them if you want. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, go for it. Which yeah. is while I get it up on my screen. Yeah, sure. So um, uh, obviously, these are the teams that didn't make the quarterfinal round, didn't make the playoffs, as it were, in the World Championships. And this is, this doesn't necessarily mean like their rankings overall. It's the final standings within the tournament. Obviously, they've looked at the number of points they got or the goal difference, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So Italy is the team that finished dead last. But it's kind of understandable. Only team to not win a single game, which is actually quite interesting. Only one team didn't win a single game at the tournament. Um, and they had a goal difference of minus 30. So it's understandable. And then Belarus takes 15th, the penultimate spot, with one win, one overtime loss, and five regulation losses, with a goal difference of minus 19. Great Britain, our boys, they get the 14th spot. Same amount of points as the uh, Belarusians, but the goal difference slightly better at minus 18. Then in uh, 13th place, you have Norway, which with a much more respectable two, well, three wins, including one in overtime, four losses, and a minus four goal differential. So still not perfect, but much better than minus 18 or even minus 30. Uh, then you've got Denmark finishing in 12th, the same as their world ranking. Uh, three wins, an overtime loss, and three regulation losses, a minus two goal difference. Then you've got Latvia finishing 11th with uh, two wins uh, and three overtime losses. Wow, that's such a tough... Like, all they need to do is win one of them in overtime or shootout, and they would have been through. That's so rough. Um, and then obviously uh, minus one goal difference, so still very impressive. Obviously, the team we would have liked to have seen go through in Group B, Kazakhstan. They also got four wins uh, and three losses with a goal difference of plus four. Better goal difference than Canada, I might add. And uh, last but by no means least in the ninth rank spot, so the highest team to... Uh, the highest ranked team to not make it through was Sweden. Obviously, three wins, an overtime loss, and three regulation losses with a goal difference of plus seven. So, obviously, I would imagine uh, uh, once the uh, what's it quarterfinal stage is done, they'll add some of the yeah. other teams that didn't make it through uh, onto that board as well. Obviously, we don't have them right now because the quarterfinal stage isn't done yet. Anything you want to add, Chris? Um, I'm not sure how they've done the final standing rankings because I can't find it. Um, okay. Because I'm from what I can see on this table, I think it's kind of regulation wins and then goal difference. Yeah, I think so. Um, because I mean, there are relatively in. I wondered if it was kind of the head-to-head with Great Britain, Belarus, but mm. then like because Latvia and Denmark ended up on the same number of points, but of course they can't have a head-to-head. And then it can't be. To- it must be goal difference. Must be the second one because it can't be total wins because then Denmark could be above Latvia with three versus two. Yeah, true. And it, it's so much of a coincidence that they're all ranked in relation to a wins, and then any ties are done with goal difference. Right. So it's just so much of a coincidence there that I think that's it. But I can't find a document that says it in the in the heat of this moment. Um, Fair enough. So yeah, I think once once the quarterfinals are done, those teams will then get ranked and, and we'll know the final standings. But GB finishing 14 out of 16, very respectable. As we said, they wouldn't have gone down had there been relegation this year. Um, and I think they're so close to some of the teams that are so much higher than them in the mm. in the world rankings that you know they can feel positive. And I think they can go into games now. I think whereas before you came up against you know, your Canada, USA. I mean, I'm interested to get your take on this. Do you think that our group this year was easier or harder than last year? That's a good question, actually. I'll bring up the, because, uh, the groups once again. Like, last year, we faced USA, Canada, Finland. Oh, that's true. More like that. Whereas this year, we've had like Russia, Czech Republic. You've, you, we've avoided the teams where kind of a hockey outsider would go, oh, they're the top teams. Yeah, I mean, but, you, you, you could make that argument. Has it been easier or not? But at the same time, Russia is the second ranked nation. So yeah, mm-hmm. obviously you're not playing Canada, but you know, Russia, 17 points in the group stage. They're obviously, the they were literally one point back from the lead in the entire tournament. So like they're no slouches, obviously. We know how good Russian hockey is, especially on the international stage. 
Switzerland, no slouches either. They're a solid nation. Yeah, they're slightly lower ranked in, in the, the rankings. Czech Republic's a strong team. I mean, Denmark, we lost to them 9 nothing last year. You know, yeah. like so. So you, you, you could make the argument that not having the USA, not having Finland, not having Canada and all of that stuff could obviously impact. Um, and yeah, it, was it an easier group? I, I I don't think you can say whether it was easier or more difficult because there's so many different factors that have gone into there are. What, this, my this tournament. Point of you know? view is that, my point of view is that it's a world championship group. They're all hard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I they're... don't think you can, obviously the, the, the teams change every year in terms yeah. of the makeup of the players and players have breakout years in their league. So all of a sudden a player like Liam Kirk, for example, who only got like bottom line stuff a couple of years ago is now our star player and is making life so difficult for other teams. Mm. So I, I think, it, I don't think you can really call it easier or harder for, from from my point of view, yeah, I, I um, just think I it's think different. We can go into yeah, it's different, and I think we can go into games now, feeling that we can give these teams a run for their money, and we we can pick up wins. Um, same with teams like Kazakhstan, who got four wins in seven games in their rank sixteen. Yeah, Latvia got wins. Norway got three wins. I think it is. I think as time goes on. As, as a general thing in hockey now, it will take a long, long time for all this to come into effect. But I feel like hockey is becoming a bit more of a global sport. Mm. Um, I mentioned it last week on the podcast, but I'll mention it again now you're here. If you remember right back to like our very first episode of the Europop podcast, mm. there were more, more Europeans taking the NHL draft this year than ever before. Yeah, And I think that might keep going and going. And as that keeps growing the quality of all these other countries, your Czech Republics, your Switzerland's, your, you know, your Slovakia's, Germany, Finland's, they're going to keep getting better. And it is going to become, yes, there are obviously going to be teams that come up from division one a every year and, and they struggle in their first year in the world championships. But I think it is going to on the whole become a much more kind of close and level tournament. I, I mean, GB is a perfect example of that, right? You know, they, they struggled in 2019. They only got through by the skin of their teeth with an overtime win on the last day of the tournament. And yeah, they obviously finished in the same position as they did last year or, or 2019. But, you know, like they scored as many goals as Denmark did. You know, they, they only scored two goals less than Latvia did in the entire tournament. Obviously, their goals against, not as good, <laughs> clearly. But at the same time, like... It takes the emergence of a couple of players or or bounds to have a great tournament like he seems to always do. Whenever he's at the like the highest level, he just seems to step it up. Regardless of if the team's winning or not, he just takes his game to a completely different level and actually shows yeah. like win. And and that's what I've liked about all the other teams. I'm going back to GB again because obviously I, I want to talk about them because like I'm proud of our national yeah, team yeah. in this. Well, we're we're in this about rounded up, so say yeah, say ab- absolutely. You know, but your, like your patriotic piece. No, I just love the fact that so many other nations and so many other coaching staffs and players at the tournament said GB is one of the hardest working teams we've had to play against this year. Like the other thing as well. Yeah. Is that like, I and mean, we heard it on those mic'd up refs where the, the refs on mm. that GB, I can't remember who it was against, but it was early on. Yeah. They were talking to each other and they said, someone needs to get that guy a contract. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, it's, it's like, I think it was against Slovakia, maybe. Um, it might have been. Yeah. It was one of the earlier games that we played. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, like at the same time, um, yes, GB, it, they've still got a long ways to go. It's very much baby steps, how they've improved compared to 2019. I mean, they've doubled their point total, so that is a clear indication that they have improved. Yeah. And they've scored more goals. They've allowed less goals. They took a game to overtime. They won a game in regulation. There's obviously notable steps up and also with individual players on the roster as well. But 
Yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're realistic. We're not going to get a medal anytime soon. Yeah, we are, we're Chris. Realistic. Next yeah. year. Next year, we're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> how many dual nationals are we getting in to get a medal then? We'll just we'll just go and like, how about we just go and like bribe a bunch of the like NHL stars? We'll be like, Connor McDavid, if you come and like compete for us this year, we'll give you like honorary citizenship. <laughs> come to the come to the elite league. You can play for Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine seeing a tweet? The Dundee Stars are proud to announce that they have signed Connor McDavid for the twenty one twenty two EIHL season. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it is it is growing, and uh, you know it is getting better on on the whole for uh, for ice hockey. I think in general. So, uh, yes, the semi. So, we've got the final two quarterfinals tonight. We've got Russia against Canada, always good when those two come together, and Finland against the Czech Republic. And then we've got a break tomorrow or today as as this goes out. Then, Saturday, we've got the two semi finals one at quarter past two, uh, our time, it's 12.15 over there in Riga, and quarter past four in Riga. Um, I would imagine, although I don't know for sure, that the USA are in the first semi-final at midday their time because they almost kind of have won the right for a longer rest being the top team out yeah. of the groups. I'm yeah. assuming. I don't know that for sure, but I'm assuming. Um, and then you've got in the on Sunday then, we've got the final. Uh, so we've got the third place game at quarter past one, uh, Riga time. And no, no, sorry. Yes. Yes. And then uh, the final is at uh, quarter past. No, I'm talking rubbish. Hang on. To, to be fair, no, like sorry. this is, this is every European right. hockey fan trying to figure out the NHL schedule. So like... Uh, with it's because the- I thought the... Because it's down... There's the normal time, then there's the time in brackets. Yes. And I got it the wrong way around. Okay, fair. So, so it's quarter past two in Riga and quarter past six in Riga on Saturday for the semi-finals, right. which is quarter past 12 in Britain and quarter past four. Mm-hmm. Then the, the third place game is at quarter past three in Riga, quarter past one here. Okay. And then the final starts at quarter past six here in the UK, which is quarter past eight in Riga on Sunday night. So kind of, the, you know, the, it's one of these strange things that happens with all the tournaments, really, where the group stage takes like two weeks and then the playoffs are done in like five days. Yeah, you blink and it's done. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, we're giving out I the gold we, medal. We get oh, okay. so used to like best of seven series where the playoffs take like two months. Yeah, And absolutely. now here, like they're done in the space of like five days. Yeah, completely. Uh, all the quarterfinals are today, mm. which is Thursday, rest day Friday. Saturday. In fact, they're done in four days, yeah. playoffs. It's crazy. It's mad. Obviously, when but, you've only got uh, eight different teams and they're only playing one game, yeah, it just yeah. splits through it really it's quickly. It's when you're going straight into knockouts. And mm. um, yeah, so that is the World Championships kind of up to date. Yeah. Um, next week, I'll be back on my own again, unless I do it really early in the week. Um, and well, I'll round up the, the end of the playoffs. It'll probably be a shorter one because I'll have, what, four, sorry, six games to talk about. So unless I spend like 10 minutes per game, it's a, <laughs> it'll be a shorter uh, one to talk about. Um, but is there anything else just before I round up, uh, Hayden, that you want to uh, um, talk about, about the World Championships so far? Well, yes, it's less so about the World Championships and more so just kind of about the podcast and kind of where we've come this from. This is Hayden signing off before he goes. Well, because obviously I'm travelling next Thursday and obviously the podcast usually goes out on the Friday, so... Um, we're mm-hmm. not quite sure what's going on there. Chris, Chris I've I asked the guys on the network. Perfect. Okay, so yeah, we're, we're going to figure out what's going on there because obviously I land like midday uh, Montreal time on Thursday and obviously I'm going to be jet lagged to hell. So um, <laughs> like I might be able to like 
do it on the the Friday or we could do a live stream maybe. But then again, I'm using hotel Wi-Fi. There's lots of little things that we're going to consider. But essentially, if this is my last episode of the season, which it could well be, um, I'm yeah. I just want to say thanks to everybody that's listened to us. Really, um, obviously, we, we've kind of cultivated ourselves a a modest audience. We're obviously not a, a, a huge podcast out there. We've got like a we've got a, a small dedicated uh, community who watch the podcast or listen to the podcast, whether it's the audio or the video version. We really do appreciate you, whether you started with the very first episode on the network or you tuned in some point during the season and were like, oh, we like these stupid British guys. Let's listen to them talk more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's been an absolute pleasure. Obviously, Chris and I have been doing this since the end of August of last year, like mm-hmm. every single week. Yep. And one or either of us have taken a week off here or there, but nothing too crazy. Like we've been sat here every week. And it, it's, it's just Can I been- say that just there's something that I've remembered mm-hmm. just randomly. Go for it. You know how you were saying earlier on that you owe me one for moving house? Yeah. You didn't realize that was 18 months ago, and that's when we did Brits on Bruins, not Europuck. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. I, I, I think I owe you several then. Um, <laughs> um, don't matter that you're jet lagged you're doing it mate. oh there we go there we go um so yeah it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, provide you european hockey content um over this season um chris and i are gonna like go to the drawing board and have a little chat about how we want to take the podcast moving forward going into next season um we've had some thoughts about maybe doing it live every week to kind of ease our workload because you know this is a side project for both of us so it's very much like we do it because we enjoy it as opposed to because like it's our route into the hockey world. Um, and both of us just seem to like, we kind of enjoy just sitting and talking about European hockey. And obviously the live chat has been a fun element that we managed to get on several of our streams. And Chris's internet has been improved since uh, the podcast began. Yeah, it's so, much better now I've got internet. We can actually do live. Yeah, so we can have, we've got a bit better infrastructure in terms of all of that stuff. So um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Whether you've tuned in for one episode or all, however many have we done now? Have we done 39, 40, something like uh, that? I think this is 40. It might yeah. be 39, but I think it's 40. Something like that. So if you've tuned into one episode or all 40 of them or something in between, like I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to us. Um, and yeah, we I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, what we've done this season. Obviously, it's seen some changes as we've gone along, but uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, on Twitter and or Instagram at Europuck Podcast. That would be really helpful if you have any suggestions for how you'd like us to take the podcast moving forward or on the YouTube comments, of course. Um, Do let us know. Like, we'd love to hear from you because at the same time, like, it's a passion project for us, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we're creating content that you guys are enjoying and you guys want to keep coming back and, you know, uh, do we focus less on individual standings in each leagues and more find interesting news bites from each of these leagues or uh, the live streaming idea, do we go with that? And Champions Hockey League, do we devote a certain episode every month to the Champions Hockey League or whatever? There's a million different ways we could look at it, but... Um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for joining me on this adventure, Chris. We've obviously been doing podcasts together <laughs> on and off for the last couple of years. Started with the icing on the skate, then we did Brits on Brewing. I would say it's been what three years now. It's that crazy. We've sat down every single week and uh, and done a podcast together. If that's not dedication, Chris, I don't know what is. Um, but yeah, like we've, we've had several different iterations and discussed several different types of things. Um, so we've kept it fresh and exciting for us and we hope that we've done the same for you. So if there's mm. a, anything else you want to add, Chris, go for it. But if not, no, feel I free mean, to you, round it you've, up. you've stolen what I was going to say. I was going <laughs> to say that, you know, if you've got any suggestions, mm. then you can, uh, 
you know, our, our Twitter DMs are open if you don't want to do it in, in a public yeah, place or, or that as well. But um, yeah, you know, you can, uh, yeah, get out to our DMs. But yeah, if you've enjoyed, uh, you kind of stole everything else I was going to say. <laughs> um, but yes, if you've uh, enjoyed uh, listening to either of us, uh, today or in fact any of our other 40 episodes then you can follow me on twitter at chris underscore gadsby i think it's up there isn't it it is um and uh hayden and at Ogman rush yt hayden i'll give him the plug so that you don't get plug things in he is very now close to thirty thousand subscribers on youtube oh, stop which <laughs> for, for me i followed i started subscribing to you when you had like 800. Mm. I think I was subscribing number like 870 and it's Damn. just been mad how over the next, over the last few years, you've, mm. uh, you've gone up to 30,000. So if you're not already subscribed, you make, is it twice weekly? But I know uh, you're going on a break now. Yeah. It's usually <laughs> Thursday and Sunday for the most part. Cause obviously yeah, I do everything myself. Going on a break. So if you yeah. Can, yeah. If you can subscribe to me, if you're not already, you know, it's free and you just click the button. Um, and there's plenty of other, there's probably thousands of videos on there to keep you entertained. Oh yeah, while he's thousands. In Canada. And to be honest, like I've got a very <laughs> exciting one coming up this weekend, which I told Chris about. Um, yes, uh, so very excited. I'm very excited to do this uh, video. So it's kind of like the send off before I go because pretty much after that, I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm leaving now. I might do like a quarantine Q and A when I'm out the other side. But other than that, like <laughs> I'm pretty much going to be going radio silent for like two months. So may as well leave you with something yeah. quite good and quite enjoyable to finish <laughs> off with, you know. So yeah, there we go. Um, that will do it for this episode of the Eurobook Podcast. You can follow us on our Twitter. Don't forget you can follow uh, the Hockey Podcast Network as well. And of course, this episode is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you very much for watching or listening, however you see your podcast. And I, at least, unless I do it early next week, uh, will be on my own or with Hayden. We'll be back next week for the roundup of the IIHF World Championships. But, uh, thank you for watching and or listening this episode of the Europod Podcast. Bye, guys.